I'm your host, Lillian Yang. And I'm your host, Fakri Shafai, and you are listening to Food Nonfiction. April 5th, 1993, we begin our excavation of Neolithic ruins in North China. We discovered 42 bone sticks dating back to 5000 BCE, each one between 9.2 and 18.5 centimeters in length and between 0.3 to 0.9 centimeters in diameter. The bone sticks have square heads, greater thickness in the middle, and they taper off at the bottom into a point. Archaeologists discovered what they believe to be one of the earliest forms of chopsticks during a dig from 1993 to 1995. These chopsticks were made of animal bone. At first, when they saw these sticks of whittled bone, they thought they might be ancient hairpins. But they noticed that these sticks were less polished and more varied in length than the previously discovered versions of hairpins. And one very important thing that these archaeologists noticed was that these sticks were placed near the hands at burial, alongside other things you would use with your hands, like pots and tools. Hairpins, on the other hand, were usually placed near the head at burial sites. Later they found that since the position of those bone sticks were not near the head, but actually near the hands, so they saw that those bone sticks could be used for cooking and as well as for eating. However, even if the bone sticks were used to handle food, we don't know if they were used like chopsticks because we don't know if they were used in pairs to bring food to the mouth. Once we get to the Bronze Age, however, there is some evidence that chopsticks were being used for cooking and eating. The Bronze Age in China happened during the Shang Dynasty, around 1600 to 1046 BCE. One dig uncovered six bronze sticks alongside cooking and eating utensils, like spoons and ladles, placed in a way that suggested they were used in pairs. While many archaeologists believe these bronze sticks found in North China were used in pairs for cooking, similar to how you would use tongs, it's not clear that they were also being used to bring food to the mouth, i.e. used for eating. But some examples of these ancient sticks that were possibly chopsticks did look a lot like modern-day chopsticks. By 300 BCE, chopsticks were widely used for eating in China. Chopsticks were widely adopted as an eating utensil from the 3rd century BC to roughly today. So why chopsticks? Archaeological digs show that spoons were around before chopsticks in China. And even forks and knives have been discovered that were from ancient China, also in the Neolithic age. Spoons, knives, forks, chopsticks, they all existed in China a long time ago. So why did chopsticks eventually dominate? Good question, food buffs. Well, first of all, let's rule out knives and forks in the competition for domination. Knives and forks were mainly used for eating meat. You need a bit of force to eat meat. It's almost a little violent if you think about it. You stab the fork into the meat to anchor it in place and then you saw away with your knife. No other food back then would have required a fork and knife to eat other than meat. And meat was for the rich. So forks and knives used for eating were also for the rich. And there are usually less rich people than there are poor people. So there were less forks and knives for dining. 
Anyway, forks and knives are out of the competition. That leaves spoons and chopsticks. Let the battle for utensil domination begin. First, spoons and chopsticks were used together in combination, just like how we tend to use forks and knives together. Back in the Neolithic age, North China was the center of politics and culture in China. The climate in North China was dry with cold winters, so given that it was dry and cold, people cooked hot meals that were also nice and juicy, such as boiled foods or stews. And not only did people cook their food, by the way, cooking helps to break down food so you can get more nutrients out of them. People also ate their food while it was piping hot. Chopsticks were the perfect utensil for pulling veggies out of a boiling pot or bowl of stew. Historical texts show that stew was the most popular dish in ancient China. But grain food was also important, as it is in almost every culture. Yes, and the most common grain food in ancient China was millet. Unlike cooked rice, which can be picked up in clumps, millet was cooked into a sort of porridge. So spoons were important for eating the millet, which was the main grain food of the time. Let's take a moment to summarize. So chopsticks were used for eating non-grain foods such as vegetables, and spoons were used for eating grain foods such as millet. But things, of course, started to change. Fast forward to the Han Dynasty, 206 BCE to 220 CE. This is when chopsticks started becoming the main utensil over spoons. The growing popularity of foods like noodles and dumplings that were eaten instead of millet porridge started knocking down the importance of spoons. Chopsticks could be used for those things. So you might be wondering how Fakri and I know so much about chopsticks. We have got Professor Wang to thank. He wrote this amazingly informative book called Chopsticks: A Cultural and Culinary History, and you've heard a bit from him earlier in this episode. And here he is now. My name is Q Edward Wang, and I teach Asian history at Rowan University in New Jersey. Why write a book about chopsticks? Well. He's interested in the current trend of studying the history of everyday life and items from everyday life. Nowadays,、uh, most historical studies, possibly dealing with、uh, everyday life, from the early 20th century and especially from the post Second World War, then historians began to writing history from below. It used to be that historians only studied the deeds and feats of great men. So in the past, of course, historical study tend to focus on. The deeds and the feats of a great man. He also did it for his son, who was born in the U.S. Professor Wang wanted to share Asian culture with him. It was his son's birthday on the day of our interview, so happy belated birthday! Now, over 1.5 billion people eat with chopsticks each day, and the number is increasing because Asian foods are getting really popular all over the world. We asked Professor Wang if there would be more or less people using chopsticks in ten years. So, this is my last question for you. Would you say that a bigger percentage of people are using chopsticks today versus ten years ago? Yes. You know, I I would say that in terms of these three、uh, cultural spheres, I would say the finger feeder sphere became somewhat undermined. With the introduction of Western cutlery, 
But the uh, Chopsis cultural sphere, I think the foundation is still intact. Kamiko Barber argues that part of eating healthy is how you eat, and that chopsticks force people to take longer with eating their food, thereby eating less. Eating with chopsticks takes, on average, 20 minutes longer than eating meals with hands or spoon and fork. I remember hearing that it takes 20 minutes for your brain to register that you are full. So it makes sense that people eat less if they are actually taking 20 minutes longer to eat just because of chopsticks. Chopsticks scholar. Ishiko Hachiro has argued that chopsticks improve your dexterity because they require brain-hand coordination, and science has started to back him up. Some recent research has found that using chopsticks develops fine motor skills in children. Science is so cool. Write to me at feedback at foodnonfiction.com if you want to guess who I was quoting when I just said science is so cool. I'll give you a hint. It's from a cartoon. She will actually think you're the most amazing person in the world if you can guess it right. Anyways, there is one known downside to chopsticks. Lifetime use of chopsticks might give you a higher risk of osteoarthritis in the joints in your hands when you get older. Okay, so we have been talking a lot about the history of chopsticks, but we haven't really told you how to use them. Obviously, it would be easiest to have you see it on a video, but since we are an audio podcast, we will describe it here and have it in our show notes. Okay. So we are going to use Edward Wang's quote from his book because he does such a great job of explaining it. First, chopsticks users generally believe that the most effective and elegant way to hold the sticks is to place the lower one at the base of the thumb and secure this position by resting it between the ring and middle fingers in order to keep the stick stationary. Then the upper stick is to be held like a pencil. Using the index and middle fingers for movement and the thumb for stabilization in conveying food, the two sticks are worked together to grasp the food for transportation and delivery. Second, once one learns how to hold chopsticks, there is also general agreement as to how the device is applied in clasping and carrying the food. For instance, as nimble and flexible as they are, chopsticks are not used to mine or dig for food in the bowl in search of a particular item. Nor are they used to spear a food item, e.g., a meatball, even if it may be hard to pick up in the pincher movement. It is usually a faux pas if the food item drops or drips in the process of transfer. Since chopsticks are a widely used utensil, their proper and skillful use has become an essential part of good table manners in Asia. Part of having good table manners when using chopsticks is making sure you don't drop food. Since that can be difficult with some of the more slippery noodles, it was considered polite to bring the bowl closer to your mouth. This made it less likely that you would make a huge mess, and became common to raise the rice bowl to the mouth in Chinese, Japanese, and Vietnamese cultures. Koreans still use spoons to bring the rice to their mouths and consider it impolite to lift the bowl while eating. Chopsticks are not just a cooking and eating utensil anymore. They also have become a cultural symbol of love, and nice ones are often given as wedding gifts. And chopsticks are featured in some Chinese legends. In the Chinese legend, they say that chopsticks were invented by Da Yu. Yu or Yu was a legendary king 
whose position was a little bit similar to the to Noah in the Christian tradition, because he was known to be a smart person who controlled the flood. And then the legend goes that uh, he was so busy in uh, channeling the water and so on, then he uh, did not have time to eat food. And But when the food was hot, and he cannot carry the food with his bare hands. So then he just uh, break two twigs from a tree and using them as chops to eat food. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to Food Nonfiction. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, please write back to us at feedback at foodnonfiction.com and let us know. And as usual, we really need subscribers and reviewers. So if you've not subscribed, please subscribe. And if you have subscribed, then please make sure you leave us a review because it makes a huge difference. Thank you. Have a great week.